welcome to the Winning Edge podcast. Winning Edge Investments provides industry-leading horse racing and sports tips, ratings and education which enables you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com and start boosting your betting bank immediately. It's exciting times as the Big Gun International step out in Melbourne tomorrow and we're joined by Luke Murrell, Director of Australian Bloodstock, to get an update on the runners tomorrow and into the spring. Thanks for joining us, Luke. Yeah, no problem. Uh, three runners tomorrow at Caulfield, mate. You've got um, Dance Tiara, uh, Chief Ironside and Raheen House. Um, let's start with Dance Taria um, in the Caulfield Stakes. How's he coming along? Yeah, he's really good. Um, obviously, we, we got an invite to come to the Cox Plate, uh, and that's that, that limit hit, and I would say, would be his two target races. Um, he's a real cool dude. He, he travels unbelievably well, and we haven't had an issue with him. So, very pleased with him. Um, speaking of David, I get the impression he's half a run short. Um, which would be just be expected from his top. So I think it maps good. Um, he's big question mark for me is he's got this an amazing stride on the horse. So how how he's going to get around Mooney Valley is going to be an interesting thing. And the first one we've got to do is obviously get around Caulfield, which is a tricky track in its own right. So Flemington obviously will be perfect, but um, these next two tracks will be a little bit unknown. Um, but I like the drawing. He goes back, he'll track Avilius, and um, I suppose if he's fit enough, he'll, uh, he'll win, and if he's not, he'll, he'll peak on his run, hundred it out, and run okay. And he's, he's acclimatised really well? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah travel great, and um, every, everything's gone beautiful for him so far. And you've got Jamie Spencer on board, so that's another plus. Yeah, Jamie knows the horse. Um, for those that don't know Jamie, he's, he's very much like a... Hugh Bowman type rider, champion rider over there, but very, very patient on them. Um, sometimes too patient, but um, look, he knows the horse. and He's an interesting one for me because he he hated the heavy track when he won it. He won his group one in Germany. Um, the run against the Nable, for those that don't know, the, the track's very, very undulating there, nothing like we see in Australia. So, the horse wasn't travelling the whole race until about the last 200 where the track actually levels out. So for mine, um, the fact that he even got so close and didn't travel shows a bit of quality in class, but I just want to see him do it again. You know, um, his running France was unbelievable. He ran the hands off the clock and probably wasn't entitled to. And um, yeah, just, just an tidy horse. Um, and I think we're a good chance. And given you'll be looking to track Avilius, is he the one to beat in your eyes? Yeah, without doubt. Um, Holmesman was obviously a bit unlucky the other day, but hopefully there's enough pressure. If Caulfield plays fair, um, obviously Avilius is the, the one to beat, but for my opinion, it's a three-horse race. Um, I've got the best horse. Avilius will provide us a good car, and Holmesman probably... It just depends how much pressure he gets in the first half of the race. Yep, yep. And you've also got Chief Ironside, he's just snuck into the Turak field. Yeah, just send out then. Um, he's a little bit different horse, he's, he's got a lot of quality himself, but he, he'll race the other way, he'll be up on speed. Um, it's his first run for us and first run for the new trainer that we've given him to, so it's all a bit, 
you know, cross your fingers, clench your bum type stuff. But um, work has been first class. Um, and to be brutally honest, the horses he's been racing over there, he should be starting $2.50, $3 favourite But um, he's got to have, you know, it's a little bit of an unknown because we don't know how he's going with this new trainer. All the signs, he's travelled good. His work's been good. He's done all his work with Dancer. Um, so expecting a really good run. Um, and I think over the next sort of six months, he, he should prove that he's up to sort of this group, group one level for sure. He, he's got gate two and a lightweight. How close to the speed will it be? Um, yeah, it was... The, I've done them at race and there's a lot of speed out wide. It just But some of those horses out wide can't run a strong mile. So... I suppose it depends how itchy those guys want to get. My bloke, um, he's been in two races where they've run track records in the last six months, so we're very fast. Um, he's a little bit like Nature Strip, takes a stride or two to get out of the gates and then he, then he just builds into it. So he's going to have improvement, but um, he's certainly there fit enough and, and ready to go. So I can see us leading, I can see us sitting second or third pair, but I don't think we'll any further back than that, and if Caulfield plays very up and on speed like he can, well, that'll suit him as well, so I think he's a fantastic sort of each way, prize he's probably each way bet to nothing, uh, if, he, if he brings that UK form, it'll be too good for these. Is this the race you targeted with him, or is it sort of give him a run here and see how he goes? And, um... No, when, the, the moment we bought him, I advised all the owners I think he, you know, a two-rack into a Cantala would be his natural progression, his natural races that we should aim him for. Like, he, I think he was the eighth or ninth best miler in England when we bought him, um, and we'd like to think that he's, he's in a much happier place now, how, he's, how he looks and feels and seems to be working, but obviously until that pressure goes on, you're never really sure, and, I'm also mindful too, you know, he's an older horse, he's a colt, and they generally need a run to bring him to their peak. So, but I'm hoping there's a bit of class there that'll get him through that. This sounds like an air of confidence. Um, is, is there a horse you, you think is the hardest to beat as well? Uh, yeah, look, I was, um, having done the race, I was probably most scared of Fierce Impact, but he maps horrible, sort of three, four, five by the trip. And um, I thought the, the good... Rough bet was Mohamed um, Dayas um, sucking up along the fence midfield. So those are the two I thought would get past. And if you'd said to me when I bought him, you've got to beat these two to win a group one, I would have, couldn't have signed quick enough, you know. So um, I think on what I've seen overseas, he's definitely better than that. But just want to see him do it now. And you've also got Raheem House in the Herbert Power en route to the Melbourne Cup, hopefully. What do you make of his chances? Yeah, um... Our biggest issue with this horse is he's not in the Melbourne Cup, and for mine, if we can get him into the Melbourne Cup, he's our best Melbourne Cup hope. Um, he, normally, his, his ballot order would have got him in the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup, but unfortunately, the way it's worked out this year, he's probably looking like he's going to miss a run, so we're forced to run this weekend, try and win and get a penalty to get him into the Melbourne Cup, but it's going really good. And um, I guess that's a, a, a 
key aspect of this race is that you have to win to get in the cup, whereas still Prince, one of the um, favourites, doesn't need to win to get in the cup, so um, they probably won't want the penalty. Yeah, um, I think that's right. It's sort of... Unfortunately, it's not a great map for us. Um, Raheem House normally gets back. Um, it's an interesting course. He was he was set for the e-ball and heavily backed all throughout Europe on e-ball day. I think he was, I don't know, 11, might have been 10 or $11 into $5 at one stage. And the e-ball was a funny race because it was run at York and they have a four-day carnival there. Um, every day they were breaking a track record and the e-ball being the biggest and richest race, um, basically each day they tried to put a bit more water under the track to try and help it and, and the track ended up chopping out. So he started a very firm favourite there, which is a really good indicator of his quality um, and just got stuck back along the fence and from where he was, he was probably not much hope. So he's definitely, definitely good enough. Um, my man wrote him the other morning and, and said he's, he's pretty much on track. He's um, ready to go. If we missed out on winning here and therefore getting a penalty, I think we'd probably roll the dice and go to Geelong Cup. But I'm just a little bit concerned about the map. He gets back and the, the two or three major chances have all drawn soft and land on speed and probably there's not a lot of speed in the race. So we're going to make, have to make a sustained run whether... Um, he can do that around Crawford, I don't know, but he's definitely better than them. It's just um, we just need some luck in the run to give us a cup. And you've got two other chances um, for the cups, which aren't running tomorrow: Torcedor and Mustajir. Can you give us an update on them? Yep, yeah, um, I've said all along. I thought Mustajir was by far the best suited to a Caulfield Cup. Um, by all accounts. Him and uh, Raheem House have probably been the, the two best travellers of all the International Cups horses. Um, worked really good the other morning uh, against Torsador, but he's he's going really good, Mustajir. If we could just draw four to six, or four to ten even, in the Caulfield Cup, I frankly think there's only two, two maybe three chances in the race and he's one of them. Um, the Japanese being the other, and... Um, yeah, I can't wait for next weekend, actually. But he's going really good. Um, Torsador, he worked with Mustajir the other morning and, and frankly, went straight past him. That's not unusual, the way the, way the work was. Um, Torsador, this time 12 months ago, was the second-best stayer in the world. and I was very surprised at the number of the weights that come out from a Melbourne Cup point of view, but he was one that I thought was exceptionally well, well in and well-treated. So... His form looks a bit ordinary in the last two, two runs, but um, I can tell you he's going really good. And um, Paul Pushka, very astute trainer, and he's, um, he's very pleased with him. So we'll see how we end up there. And you've got jockeys booked for those two horses. Is, is it Jordan Childs on Torstor and Ollie on Mustajir? That, that was in the work. Um, Jordan just come in to give, a, give another opinion. Um, at this stage, it'll, Ollie's riding... Um, Mustajir in Caulfield and Melbourne Cup and if Raheem House doesn't get into the Melbourne Cup, Brent Abdullah most likely will ride towards it all okay, yep. um, if Raheem gets in, well then I've had every jockey manager win for towards it all after his work the other morning so he's going really good he's still a good prize but um, we've just got to get him in and um, 
yeah, I think it'd be a great chance. And we went through the key chances in the cup a few weeks ago, and it's fair to say a bit of bits changed since then. Um, we've got Finch and Surprise Baby as uh, equal favourites. What do you make of those two at the top of the market, and where, where's the value lie? Do you think? Um, I think the value in the Caulfield Cup is Mustardier and the Jap- and, and the Japanese horse. Um, I'll always be a strong believer you need to have a, a 2,400-metre run to win a grand final, 2,400-metre race. So I think Finch is a nice enough horse. Um, I've got to admit I'm completely against him and Surprise Baby just based on the old rule. You've got to have 10,000 metres in your legs and the, those horses are going to, not going to have that. So I'm, I'm hard against both of them. And look, they're doing well, but... You don't win Melbourne Cups, you know, with that type of platform. Yep. Um, Finch is a, a nice one batter up on speed. I think that um, Turnbull the other day was very stinky. You sort of, it was a slowly run race, um, and it's not really the type of platform horses come off to win a Caulfield Cup or a Melbourne Cup. So I'd, I'd be fine to be against both of them. Sounds good. Thanks for the update, Luke. Uh, good luck tomorrow with your runners, mate, and good luck uh, for the rest of the card on the Caulfield Cup and the Urban Cup. Okay, no problem. Thanks, mate. Thanks. At Winning Edge Investments, we have a team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters who review the data, crunch the figures, and assess the best betting opportunities, which are then delivered straight to your phone or inbox in real time so that you profit.